going to use it um, as a responsive prayer. When I say name unnamed, if you could join me in saying hidden and shown, knowing and known, Gloria. I thought I'd better put that on the screen because it's rather a lot to remember otherwise. Uh, when we got to the end of that prayer, we will, of course, join together in the Lord's Prayer, as usual, in our own first language and familiar versions. So let us pray together. Name unnamed, hidden and shown, knowing and known, Gloria. Beautiful movement, ceaselessly forming, growing, emerging with awesome delight. Maker of rainbows, glowing with colour, arching in wonder, energy flowing in darkness and light. Name unnamed, hidden and shown, knowing and known, Gloria. Spinner of chaos, pulling and twisting, freeing the fibres of pattern and form. Weaver of stories, famed or unspoken, tangled or broken, shaping a tapestry, vivid and warm. Name unnamed, hidden and shown, knowing and known, Gloria. Nudging discomforter, prodding and shaking, waking our lives to creative unease. Straight-talking lover, checking and humbling jargon and grumbling, speaking the truth that refreshes and freeze. Name unnamed, hidden and shown, knowing and known, Gloria. Midwife of changes, skillfully guiding, drawing us out through the shock of the new. Mother of wisdom, deeply perceiving, never deceiving, freeing and leading in all that we do. Name unnamed, hidden and shown, knowing and known, Gloria. Daredevil gambler, risking and loving, giving us freedom to shatter your dreams. Life-giving loser, Wounded and weeping, dancing and leaping, sharing the caring that heals and redeems. Name unnamed, hidden and shown, knowing and known, Gloria. And so we join together in the prayer Jesus taught, taught his followers as we say together, Our Father who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
morning we're going to look at some pictures on the screen and we're going to start off with pictures of children and I'd like you to call out um, any words that come to mind about how the children might feel in these pictures. Free, good. Small, yeah. Big. Okay, that's interesting, isn't it? How things work, yes. Yeah. Cold, yes. Free, big, small, cold. Fresh. Exhilarated, fresh. Yep, great, lovely. Okay, let's move on. Back right in this picture, very different picture. Caring, yep, sorry. Absorbed, did you say? Absorbed, caring. Intimate. Intimate. Anything else? Safe. Safe. Cuddled by his mummy. Cuddled by his mummy. Yep, brilliant one, Bonnie. Okay, what about this one? <coughs> Happy. Happy, yeah. Loved. Loved. Okay. About this one. Creative. Creative, yeah. Messy. Messy. <laughs> that speaks the voice of the teacher. <laughs> okay. Encouraged. Encouraged. Okay. Let's move on to another one now. <laughs> Say that again, like the Beatles. <laughs> Brilliant, yes. Just need the zebra crossing, really, don't you? Yeah. Safety, yeah. Regimented. Regimented. They are a bit, aren't they? Yes. Okay. So what do you think the job of the lollipop man or lollipop woman is? Keep them safe. Okay. So we're just going to look at some other people now who have different jobs and see what you might think about these. Supermarket sweep. <laughs> Are you going to get a lot of carrots in that supermarket, Joyce? So you're going to be well up for your five a day and your whatever vitamin it is that's in carrots. So if you're in the shop, in a supermarket, how do the staff there, or how can the staff there make you feel that's, that's positive? Nice Welcoming, yep, she's got a nice smile, yes. Yep. Yep. Friendly. Who's ever got lost and separated from their mum or dad in a supermarket? Anybody? Oh. Well, Esther's saying yes and Ailey's saying yes. Uh, is that body or Me, you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and how did that feel? Very scary. Bonnie had a fall and we could already Christmas Eve. Oh, yes. Yes, when you fill out the buggy and you bumped yourself. And so they, they help us, they look after us. And if you get lost, they can hopefully help you find your mummy or daddy again. And what about this one? This is just a picture of grown-ups, but... What do you think um, the professional person here might help the other person to feel? Safe, thank you. Comforted, yeah. Cared for. Closeness. 
This is the last one. How might they make you feel? In a good way. <laughs> Unless you've been doing something really naughty. Protected. I can remember when I was little, we were in town once and my, my sister got lost and she was, I think I was about eight, so she would have been about five. And I remember the policeman coming and helping us to find her and the poli police lady it was who brought her back to us. So that, that I've kind of got a soft spot for police really because I remember that from when I was very small. Can you think of any words that connect all of those pictures? Or could connect all of those pictures, or most of them at least. Security. Security, brilliant, yeah. It's been said a few times, the one I'm actually thinking of, but security is great, it's the same kind of... Safe. Safe, yeah. So all sorts of different people who can help us feel safe, perhaps when we're scared, or if we're lost, or if we're learning. Um, and and say being safe is really important. Um, one of the things that we're thinking about today is a psalm that reminds us how God can keep us safe. So that's kind of the, the loose connection there. We're going to sing an, another hymn now, which I don't think is very well known, but we have sung it here before, and you will know the tune. Loving spirit, loving spirit, you have chosen me to be. You have drawn me to your wonder. You have set your sign on me.
Just before we have our Bible reading, uh, one of the options that you can choose to do this morning is to do some colouring. And whenever I offer colouring, people tell me they don't get long enough to colour. So what I would suggest is if you want to colour, you just quietly move to the back now, and as Paul comes out to read. If you change your mind later and you decide you want to colour, that's fine. But so you've got enough time to do your colouring, I suggest you just go and, and start that now. Our first reading is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Our second reading is from Psalm 131. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvellous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child with its mother, my soul is like the weaned child that is with me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time on and forevermore. So this is the last of our short series looking at some of the psalms that are attributed to David and reflecting on them in conjunction with some of the others from the Psalter. And over the last three weeks, we've looked at a lot of different kinds of psalms. Joyful psalms of prayer and praise. A psalm that was quite probably a public liturgy for a national leader. And psalms that were laments expressing deep sorrow, anxiety, anger, and even the desire for vengeance. After such a roller coaster ride, there's probably a bit of a sense of relief that we arrive at two psalms that express a sense of safety and security, even in the most challenging and painful circumstances of our lives. Psalm 23, especially, is one that's treasured by lots and lots of people. It's often chosen for rites of passage, such as weddings and funerals. The pastoral image of a shepherd leading the flock to good pasture and clean water speaks of providence, whilst the safe passage through the dark valley is ensured by the shepherd's protection. There's no need to comment on that psalm. 
it's enough, surely, just to recognise and affirm the understanding that we already have. And similarly, Psalm 131 is simple and straightforward to understand. Most people can readily imagine themselves in the role of a toddler snuggled up close to her mother. And it is, if very much underused, a beautiful way of imagining our relationship to God. So today we're going to do something a little bit different, and there will be some alternatives to choose from as we go along, as we think about, uh, necessarily briefly, about uh, the importance of metaphors and analogies and similes in our understanding of God and the language that we use in worship. Even before I start today, I think I need to name the fact that there will be plenty of people here who have forgotten far more about language, semiotics and symbolism than I have ever known. And there will some be some people who haven't got a clue what I've just said. And most people will be somewhere in the middle. All of that is absolutely fine. What I'm going to try to do is find a middle way through that that is um, accessible to everybody and not insulting or patronising to anybody. So there's a challenge. Possibly the simplest working definition we can use of a metaphor is the one which is offered by metaphorical theologian Sally McFade, who says a metaphor is thinking of this in terms of that. She and other language theorists note that metaphorical language is so common that most of the time we don't even <coughs> notice we're using it. We might talk about a half-baked idea. When did you last put an uh, uh, idea in the oven? Or that something smells fishy. We might talk about churning out ideas or smoothing the rough edges or something going belly up or the wheels falling off. And we know what is meant by it, even though clearly it could never be literally true. Metaphors and epithets are just part of everyday life. It's just that actually, mostly, we don't even notice it. We just do it all the time without thinking about it. But one of the things that the theorists notice and comment on, and I've looked at two or three books this week, and they've all said the same thing, is the prevalence of battle language or military language. We talk about winning an argument or defeating the view of our opponent. And then there's a lot of financial language that gets used in relation to time, so that time becomes a commodity. So we talk about spending time or losing time or investing time. And once we start along that kind of a path, we begin to realise that metaphors that we use every day without even thinking of them shape our ideas and form our world. So... We need to be careful then, thinking about the metaphors and images that we use in worship. And we're not going to have time to develop all of that today, but it's, it's really worth thinking about. And it, certainly it's something that I constantly reflect on, is the language that I use in, in services. And sometimes I get it wrong, sometimes I get it right. But I continue to reflect on it. If we go back to Sally McFaig's definition, though, that a metaphor is thinking of this in terms of that, 
then we can see that the two psalms we heard today are more than just beautiful images. They're actually metaphors for God. And part of the subtlety of metaphors, of course, is that they carry at the same time a sense of like and a sense of not like. So if we were to speak of God as a rock, we're thinking of strength and permanence. But we don't think about jaggy edges that are going to hurt you if you fall on them or the gradual erosion of the sea. The way that metaphors work is linking images with concepts. And it's only in that link that you begin to make meaning. Sally McFaig again says this. Images without concepts are blind. Concepts without images are sterile. Or to put that in a different way, our understanding of complex or abstract ideas can be greatly enriched or enhanced by finding appropriate images or metaphors. To identify God as a protector is one thing. To link it with pastoral and parental images adds depth and richness to our understanding. And it's very different from what we might get if we talked about God as a tower or a rock. Whenever we speak about God, we have to use metaphors. Even the word Lord is shaped by our human understanding of what a Lord might be, a powerful human leader. And the metaphors we use might increase or decrease our sense of awe or wonder or even of connectedness to God. If it's a metaphor that just doesn't resonate or a a metaphor that carries negative connotations for us, it's really unhelpful. So what we're going to do now, just for a couple of minutes, is a little exercise. I've got my baby flip chart. And I would like you, if you're feeling brave, just to call out some images, phrases, metaphors for God or words connected with God that you think are interesting or helpful. Sorry? Shepherd, thank you. Majestic, thank you. There's no right or wrong answers, it's just anything that comes into your mind. Bread of life, thank you. Word. Word, thank you. Father. Father, thank you. Mother? Is that another one over there? So some, sorry? King of Kings and Mother. I think I've probably got room for one or two more if anybody. 
got anything they'd like to add? Mystery. Mystery, thank you. Creator, thank you. There you go. Just managed to fill my page. I'm happy now. That's brilliant. So I shall just take that. stick this up at the back in case anybody will find it useful in a minute or two if I can just can stick it on thank you so Brian Wren the person who wrote the hymn and the prayer we use oops for it at the start of the service actually conducted a very similar exercise to that one with a group of people and he then sent them off to do some writing and whilst they were, he wrote this based on their words. Are you the friendly God, shimmering, swirling, formless, nameless and ominous, spirit of brooding might, presence beyond our senses, all-embracing night, the hovering wings or warm and loving darkness. If hope will listen, love will show and tell, and all shall be well, all manner of things be well. What do you reckon? Do you like it? Not sure, some people like it, some people not sure. I like it. Well, Rather than me talking for another 10 minutes, partly at least because my voice isn't great today, we're going to have an opportunity to respond privately and quietly to the psalms that we've listened to or any of the ideas we've shared today or over the last few weeks. And there are lots of ways you can do that. One option would be to have a go at writing something purely for yourself. No need to share it with anybody at all. It could be to connected to one of the psalms we've looked at. It could be something we've talked about today. You might want to use some of the words that, or phrases that we came up. And there are pens and paper at the back of the room. Another option would be to reflect quietly on the whole topic of metaphors for God or on one of both of the psalms we've read. And I've got loads of copies of those psalms, um, which I'll just... Um, we'll just hand those out now. So on the one side, you've got the copies of the two psalms. And on the back, there's some questions that you might find helpful to think about. I should just give a few to each row and let them sort themselves, Edith. A third option, I'm going to show six artistic responses to these psalms. Uh, three that are responses to Psalm 23 and three that are responses to Psalm 131 and they'll appear on the screen and you can just sit and enjoy the pictures or you can use those to reflect upon um, and if you happen to see one that's just whizzed by and you want to continue to reflect on it then I have got some hard copies of the six images which I'll put on here and again if you wanted to take a copy of any of them away at the end of the service you can do that if you would like to. Or you can join, join, join the colouring people, 
or you just get around about 10 to 12 minutes of comparative silence to reflect in your own way. There will be some music playing in the background, um, some recorded music that um, relates as we, to, just to help us to not have total silence, because I know some people are unhappy with that. Um, and then we will, at the end of that, we will come back together, if we wish to, to share in our next hymn. So if you want to move around to do any writing or anything or colouring, feel free. If you want to grab pictures, feel free. If you want to sit still, um, that's fine. Whatever you want to do to reflect on the psalms or the metaphors. Perhaps we can remain seated as we sing our next hymn. Father, hear the prayer we offer. Often I think we feel powerless to help the people that we're most concerned about 
that there's nothing that we can actually do to help them. But there is one thing we can do. We can bring them to God who loves them and entrust them to God's care. So let us pray. Today in our prayers, I'm going to ask you to pray with your imagination. So firstly, I invite you to choose the image of a loving God that speaks most powerfully to you. It may be the image of a mother or of a father. It may be the image of a shepherd or of a faithful friend or something that's entirely personal to you an image of someone who has loved you and has cared for you. Fix that image of God in your mind's eye. Really see it. Now bring to mind just one person that you want to pray for today. Someone that you're concerned about right now. It may be someone who is struggling with ill health. Perhaps they're facing demanding treatment or surgery. Perhaps it's someone who's caring for someone who is ill. It might be someone exhausted by the demands of caring for young children, whether they be children or grandchildren. Maybe it's someone feeling the stress of a really demanding job. Or someone struggling with the physical restrictions of old age. Hold that person in your mind. Really see them. And now in imagination, take that person by the hand and lead them to God, to the image of a loving God that you've already thought of. And place their hands in God's hands. Let God enfold them in God's arms. And hold them close.
and leave them there. Safe in God's embrace. Utterly secure. Protected by God's eternal love for them. And all these are prayers we offer in Jesus' name. Amen. Loving God, as we give you these gifts of money, we do so wholeheartedly, asking that you will enable us to spend them wisely, to bring the story of your love for us and for all to more people and to more places. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Closing hymn, In Heavenly Love Abiding. Stand if we're able, as we do so.
unnamed, hidden and shown, knowing and known. As we go from here, bless us with renewed awe and wonder at the mystery of who you are, and help us also to glimpse and celebrate that mystery in each other and in all people, now and always. Amen.